There's a Jewish story that says one of Rebbe's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, why in the Old Testament, in the Torah, does it say that we are to write the words on our heart and not in it? Rebbe thought for a moment and looked at the disciple and with a smile on his face, he said, we write the words on our hearts until they are broken and the words can fall in and we can allow ourselves to understand what they really mean. That's what I think this story is about today, heartbreak. We've all suffered it through the loss of a loved one or a relationship. And we feel as if life will never go on. That somehow, sometimes, life isn't even worth living. Both Paul and Peter feel this way. Excuse me, I'm catching my breath. And when they are alone with themselves, they have two ways they can behave. Paul chooses to lash out in anger and violence. He's grateful that these followers of Jesus are getting what he thinks they deserve. They're being punished. Stephen was stoned, and Paul was standing on the sidelines, cheering them on. He appears to be a rather angry fellow. So when he's, walking, when he's on the road to Damascus on a horse, and the horse rears up and he falls off, and he has what we've all been known to call a Damascus experience, his life, his heart cracks open. And he begins to understand just why Jesus came to earth and who Jesus is. It doesn't matter to Paul anymore that people were following Jesus and not following the temple and the scribes and the Pharisees that there was a new way to worship God. And Paul found that and found great comfort and indeed excitement in that. Peter stands on the shores of the, Tiber of the Sea of Tiberias and he is feeling just absolutely bereft. The man that he loved and he followed and he said he would die for he gave up, he denied, and he feels quite awful about that. Sadness has enveloped him. It goes around him like a little cloud. He works with the other disciples, fishing, carrying on as if nothing had happened. It was all a dream, Peter thinks, a dream that was crushed. And suddenly on the beach, there appears Jesus again. And he tells Peter to feed his sheep. What he's really saying again to Peter is, you are the rock on which I will build my church. And Peter is given a new life. He feels suddenly like the weight of the world has been lifted off his shoulders. That he's loved and understood, and most importantly, forgotten. It's as if 
what happened to him never happened, but that doesn't mean he didn't learn from it. We all learn from things that we have done, mistakes that we have made. As I said, who among us has not felt the sting of heartbreak? For some of us, heartbreak causes us to become brittle. And when, it, when our heart does finally break, it shatters around our feet into a million tiny little pieces. It comes in a myriad of ways. It comes through a hurtful comment, an unfair critique of our work, a friendship that's gone sour. Those are the hurts that we suffer. And Parker Palmer says we have two ways that we can choose to live with those hurts. We can either open up our hearts or we can close them up. Palmer goes on to say that what we are called to do as humans is to open our hearts up to those painful experiences and feel them not through anesthetizing them, drugs and alcohol, shopping, watching endless videos on YouTube, but rather to embrace the hurt and work through it and find a trusted friend or companion to confide in. The other way for our hearts to grow is to really just exercise them. And Palmer says exercise them not to go running a mile or doing an aerobic activity, but rather to revel in the everyday. To watch the turkeys running across your lawn, gobbling at one another. Poor Thaddeus, he just can't get a girl, no matter how hard he tries in front of our house. The other way is to laugh at a baby and enjoy the pleasures of the innocence we see in front of us. And the third way is to nurture and cherish those friendships that we have. To laugh at a joke, to accept a compliment to take help from a stranger. Those are all of the ways that we exercise our hearts. Peter exercised his heart and became the church. Paul exercised his heart finally after it broke and shattered into a million little pieces and became one of the greatest writers of the new church. He did nothing but compliment the people of the way, and he learned to accept differences. He learned to accept Jesus as a man who died on the cross that was going to stay with him and abide with him no matter what he did or who he was. We can say the same for us. There are times when we all wish, and I include myself in this, 
I could run away from myself because really, I just don't like myself very much. But it's those times when I, I decide to exercise my heart, when I decide that I'm going to open it up and let those simple pleasures in. And they make all the difference in life. We think that being powerful or popular or rich is going to fill a need that is just not there. We know of people that, that buy the expensive car and drive it off the lot and are still unhappy with who they are because they haven't stopped to think about what life is really about. It's about relationships. It's about faith. It's about love. They're really simple things when we think about it. But there are days when it feels so difficult to find them. But we, as followers of the risen Lord, will choose to exercise our hearts so that we can open them and expand them and include others in our world. People we may not want to. People we may have overlooked or second-guessed. And the other piece of it is, is maybe people will have overlooked us or second-guessed us at times. And they will exercise their hearts. And they will see that really each of us in our own way is trying to do the best we can. But we know that when we follow God's plan, which is justice and mercy and peace and hope, that we will persevere on this planet, that we will find a way to bring peace to all that we encounter, and that they will bring their peace to us. And as, Je and as Jesus says, if they don't, we shake the dust from our sandals and we move on. We don't carry that with us. It falls away. It's not easy to do. The unkind word, the hurtful remark. Those sting more than a hundred compliments. So this week, let's try to limit our stings and give out 100 compliments. Amen.